What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Nicholas Revolt who's the co-founder of Blue Oaks. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Nice. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on. People that haven't heard of your company, what are you working on? What is Oaks? Yeah, at Oaks, we are working on um, embedded system architectures to make it uh, a little bit modular, to be able to make AdWord projects easy to develop and to product. So kind of walk me through, let's say someone heard about this for the first time on this podcast, kind of how would it work? You know, if someone wanted to make make, kind of creating a product or a project a little easier, can you kind of walk me through a little bit about someone's user experience? Yeah, yeah. Uh, To begin, just the the problem we we address is when someone has to develop a product, an electronics product, they have to start everything from scratch. They can't reuse anything because when you develop something in the hardware world, Everything is so specific to a specific product that you can't reuse it to another product. So it's a big problem. And at us, we are developing a technology and a methodology. Uh, we are promoting microservices methodology for uh, hardware systems, allowing to easily reuse development for embedded system for any kind of product. So when you develop something, you can reuse it easily on another development. And uh, it saves a lot of time during the development and it allows people to develop uh, their product in a step-by-step way. It's really easier for them to to just uh, uh, adapt the development of the product when they have something uh, uh, missing on the product or something like that. So walk me through a little bit about why you decided to start this. What's the origin story uh, of this company? Yeah, I think I start working on this subject more than 10 years ago when I was a student. And I, I, I was participating into a like robot contest and I need to, to pass some things I developed to another team. Um, I can't do it because everything I developed was so specific to my robot, so they can't reuse it. So I start working on this kind of subject. And after that, I never stopped working on, on this subject. I started on it on different kinds of companies, on research lab. And now, I, during all those years, I, I developed some technologies. And now I use those technologies uh, at yours. And then as you work on, um, as you work on Lewis, you know, what's uh, what's an average day for you? Like, what are you working on and how do you even know what to work on? Like, are you coding, talking to customers, fundraising, you know, what's a, what's a day in the life? Yeah, it depends a lot of the period of the Lewis uh, lifetime, but uh, currently we, we just finished 
a big fundraising. So uh, it uh, cost us a lot of time. And we spent approximately one year to, to succeed to have this uh, fundraising. And right now we, we, we hire a lot of people allowing us to, to work on the technology. Uh, and my day is, is just, uh, uh, um, I, I start in the morning working on my email, uh, uh, communicating with a lot of embedded systems people um, to just share with them how we think with Leo's because it's a really different way of thinking uh, how we develop, uh, how people develop uh, hardware products. So we have to discuss with a lot of people. Um, Sometimes I try to, to do some, uh, some tech on, on the afternoon. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun time balancing it all, but but um that's the benefit of raising capital is you get to you get to hire people and you know uh, grow the team and and everything kind of out yeah, that exactly. Sort. I'm curious yeah, yeah. if you're open to sharing what's like one thing that you've learned from the fundraise process or really anything so far. I think fundraising is a lot of is kind of mystified. So like I don't know what's just one thing that that you kind of kind of came across. Yeah, I think the one thing I learned uh, with the fundraising is. There is only one message that the fundraiser wants to heard is what is the secret source of your company? And if you just find this specific secret source, you just have to make it real for them and just make it clear and we explain your secret source. Um, if it's a real good things, then uh, they're gonna come with you and it, it's okay for them. But it's extremely hard to find to find it and to to define it uh, uh, for all of uh, of uh, the investors, and we have we, we spend a lot of time uh, succeeding to to do it. That's good. Well, congratulations on on succeeding to do that. That's you know that's what everyone tries yeah, to you. do, and you know it's 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 good to be able to do it. You know, with that money and as you keep growing and growing as a company, I'm curious as you look out five, 10, 15 years, what do you see for the future of Lewis? Or in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you yeah. growing in? Yeah, the big vision is, is to, to completely change the way people develop uh, hardware products. Um, because today in the world, everyone just remakes things that they already made. We, we, we discovered that approximately 75% of the time of embedded system engineers are spent to remaking existing stuff. So we could uh, save a lot of time and money by reducing this, uh, this time. And, um, and uh, I think the ob main objective of Leos is just to change the way people think when they start to develop a product. And we don't want them to just remake everything from scratch. And we want them to just start by searching some existing stuff be before uh, uh, designing and making the product. And uh, we think that Luos could be a big, big revolution in the, in the hardware world. And um, we hope one day every, everyone uh, uh, gonna use this kind of technologies such as we are doing now in the web, for example, when you have to, to put a, a, a payment system or a chatbot on your website, you, you don't want to remake it. It's natural to just use something existing. So we want to have the same kind of effect in the hardware world, uh, thanks to, to Lewis. And then in order to make that happen, you'll need some help. Uh, it takes a village to make a startup work. So my question is, how can the forward-thinking founders help you? Are you hiring? Are you looking for capital? Are you, are you, you know, looking for customers? You know, how can yeah. we assist? Yeah, we are hiring a lot, uh, actually. Uh, and another thing is, uh, we need to make Lewis 
uh, really known by everyone to be able to to conv to to uh, 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 explain to people how we can develop product a new way using this new way, which is not not something really big in. In, in engineers don't have to to learn a lot of things to to be able to use this kind of methodology but they just have to think differently and and i think uh, we have a lot of work to do at us to just make people know about this kind of methodology and then if someone wants to learn more or they want to you know kind of find you on the internet how can they do that what, what's your website do you have social media you know can they email yeah. you how can they get in touch yeah, of course. Yeah, we have a website, which is luos.io. So you can go there. And we have, of course, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn also, which is luos, the name of the of the accounts. Uh, I think on, on Twitter, it's luos underscore io, and something like that. On Facebook, it's the same. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you.